last week or the week before I um, was doing daily lives with my VIP group and they're really just ramble sessions. Why are you laughing at me, bro? You have a VIP group? I mean, that's kind of what people call it. It's like a, it's a community. A it's a community. Yeah, it's a community. Right. It's a community. I'll post some of my products there. We do a whole lot of chatting and just mm-hmm. whatever in there. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, so rudely interrupted. Um, I was going live every morning, just kind of giving them a rundown of what's going on and saying hi. And then that inevitably turns into just a full-on noodle session. Right. And somehow I got onto the topic of savings and I talked about, um, I talked about when I met you and went through like the whole story of how I went from being, uh, being a single mom living paycheck to paycheck, bouncing my checkbook and counting every penny until you met me. And then bro, you can't just (laughs) kicked in the door. Can I just put this plug in here? My friend Uh, Amber um, watches our podcast on YouTube versus listening to them. And she says that they're hilarious moments just like that. Watching you do that. I've never done that before. Yeah, but there was an episode where um, on one of the LuLaRoe episodes, I said I blew my checks. And she she said your face like she immediately wrote me she's like i'm dead armand's face when he when you said you blew all that money mm-hmm. i remember you saying it and i I can assume my my thoughts well okay whatever I'm anyways listening. you should totally if you want to see all the reactions and like really see what we're doing while we're talking you oh, can wow. you can watch us on our youtube channel okay. posture bro posture no the cameras you see the top of the picture Every time. All right. So anyway, 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 anyway. anyway. (laughs) I love you. So we were talking about that in my group and a couple of people um, really are just kind of told how, how you helped me and your approach to savings. And a couple of people said they'd never heard it like that. And thank you for sharing. So I was like, man, maybe we should just do an entire podcast dedicated to money talk. Um, so here we are. Let's do it, babe. When I uh, when I first met Armand, I had deployed to Afghanistan in hopes of getting myself out of debt. Like I went down there and I had ninety thousand dollars in debt, mm-hmm. and that debt had just accumulated over the years from a divorce. I had gotten stuck with all of the financial debt from my divorce. I had gotten to the point where. Um, I wasn't getting any assistance from Cutter's dad, and I was an E4 in the military, not getting paid a whole lot of money. Mm -hmm. We still don't. So I had really gotten to the point where things were so tight, I had to take a cash advance off of a credit card to pay that credit card. Like, money was tight. What? I. Why is this It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I had no money. You had a $100 limit on your card so you took a hundred dollar advance to then give back to the card no my cards are super high limits and like i had a balance of maybe four thousand dollars but didn't have enough money to pay that so go to the bank uh-huh. put it in the atm machine uh-huh. cash advance ATM get three four hundred dollars out uh-huh. 
turn around and pay that bill with the money I just took off that bill. Look, bro, it sense. was robbing Peter to pay Paul. I know it doesn't make sense, but when you are a single mom, well, you no, have no doesn't. assistance, you're making no money. Yeah, get, get, you got to figure things out. And for this, we're checking it for, twice, dude. <laughs> for whatever reason, that in my it doesn't make sense in your mind, but in my mind, mm-hmm. listen, yeah, in my mind, it made sense because of my credit score and yeah. also <clears throat> because I had a security clearance mm-hmm. and that could affect my security clearance. So in my mind, I was never going to miss a bill. So I mm-hmm. needed to do whatever it took to not miss a bill. And somehow I managed to never miss a bill. There's no late payments on my credit report ever. Mm. But through that, I think I left my, I don't even remember how much debt I left my marriage with, but I left my marriage with a whole lot of debt. And then, um, I made a lot of poor, poor financial choices. Obviously that's, That's, there's no way you're going to just dig yourself into a 90,000 hole without making a whole lot of poor choices at one point, dude, at one point I made a lot of poor choices at one point. I gave Cannon's dad a credit card when Mm -hmm. he got out of the military Mm -hmm. that had a $25,000 limit. And Mm -hmm. I said, if things are tight, you need some gas. Mm -hmm. You can use this. Mm -hmm. The guy maxed it Mm -hmm. out. I'm $25,000 maxed it out. And like, Uh a matter of weeks. Uh Like, what do you, so a series of poor financial choices got me into this really deep hole. I'm just, I'm what you told, you just said the story about Canada's dad. It amazes me that in 2006, seven, eight, whatever, you could turn your mouth into a shovel and dig a hole that deep. That's nuts, dude. You're talking about me or him? You. Like, Bro, here, just listen, take this. So you I wouldn't to, I don't trust no, I didn't trust but, myself with my first credit card, dude. I couldn't like, yeah, here you go. But you have to think about Ooh. so you have to really think about the way that that you did you didn't know me. Yeah, in I didn't those you were years. a different person. You were younger. And man. I I struggled with self esteem issues yeah, I get from it. the jump. I was a size twelve. Everyone else in my school was a size zero or two. Right. Like I had no male attention. I always felt fat, ugly, and low self esteem. Yeah. That opened the door for for men mm-hmm. to prey on me. Yeah. And then men to take advantage of me. Like when, when you met me in the very beginning, at one point you said I could take advantage of you. And I was like, well, what? Yeah. Cause the and same, then you explained to me what yeah. you saw. Well, other men saw that. Cause I've and never had that. Exploited that. The same reason, the same way I think you had attention or whatever. I've never had somebody be like, Oh, you're the best. Like I've never had that. So I was like, Oh, this is what kids in 10th grade were doing to girls like oh they would that's how they got all the crazy gifts and stuff so but I my self-esteem was so low it was almost like i was buying male companionship so i i would buy extravagant gifts that yeah. i had no business buying Oof. i would just make a just hand over fist bad financial choices yeah and so i got myself into this really deep hole and th- I was doing whatever it took to make those bills. Like I still, mm-hmm. I've never had a late payment. I I did really good managing it, but mm-hmm. I um I ended up deploying to Afghanistan. <laughs> what? We get so sidetracked. We do. We just get so sidetracked. 
Yeah, but I think backstories are important. Yeah, but, but now you're gonna sidetrack us again. I apologize. A lot of times, yes, you do. I pay tribute. <laughs> I pay tribute to the story. I give myself up. So you got the ports of so, Afghanistan. You're well, trying to I, fade that I, I tried. To, we all had to go, whatever, and so I volunteered yeah. to go at a time. Um, the debt was not what drove me there. The getting out of an abusive relationship drove me there. I. I took care of my own bills. I was never late, anything like that. I never relied on a man, but I had stretched myself so thin that I could not leave. I had bought a house with my ex. I was stuck. There was like no way that I could just up and go mm -hmm. because I needed some financial assistance with Canon. Like I needed some things to make sure that I wouldn't tank because if my credit got hosed, I would lose my job and then mm -hmm. I'm really screwed. So I deployed to Afghanistan because that's like the easiest way for me to get out of debt for whatever reason. They, I got about $1,000 a day for doing nothing. Um, so I just took that money and threw it on my debt. Right. So that I could come back from um, Afghanistan without any debt. But I meet you there and I had already planned to dig myself out of a hole. Right. But I didn't have any financial plans going forward after that. How am I going to stop myself from getting back in that hole? Mm -hmm. How am I going to make sure that I'm not living paycheck to paycheck anymore? Like, how am I going to do these things that are going to improve my future financially right. and make it to the, to the point that if I ever end up in a situation like this again, I don't have to stay with somebody longer. Like, I had to stay with mm -hmm. him longer than I wanted to. And I sent Cutter away for almost two years because he was so abusive to Cutter that I had to get Cutter out of that situation. So I had to send my kid away yeah, I before I, I could get away. That. Like it was, it was really bad. Yeah. I mean, I was even living with him while dating you. Like it was bad. You knew about it. I was up front from the jump. Yo, bro, day two conversation. I said, I need to let you know something. Mm. I got two kids. You said, I know. I already looked at your two Facebook kids. page. Yeah. And I said, well, Whatever. I got two kids with two dads. Mm. I still live with one of the dads. But I'm she was living together with him. She was living in another country. So technically, no, her mailing address may have been with someone else. But she was living in the same country that I was living. Go ahead. Right, but story. I was going to leave that country in October and yep. I could not move out of my house with him till february i was up front bro february up. when was this 2010 i want to get you into legal troubles because i left legal in, trouble. i, I left in august to nobody common law i left in august right yeah you left i can't august. remember what year i left october september i went october. back and lived with him i don't even know my months anymore until february 2011 until i could June, move out july i left in august september october Oh, and I, okay, whatever. We'll talk about this off air. What? No, we can talk about it right here. I am not ashamed of what this I did. This is not about this. He was, well, this, this, is this about, gets us, it doesn't matter, it's entertaining. It, he, he was, I'm listening. He was very emotionally abusive. Right. And he was, I remember hearing the conversation. He was a little, a little bit away. He was getting close mm -hmm. to, physically abusive he was punching holes in the walls he was throwing things he was throwing things near me like mm -hmm. he was getting to the point where it could very easily go to that mm -hmm. and so i i probably didn't tell you all of why i had to stay there but i had to stay there until i could move out really when he wasn't around right like to the point that I took all the guns and hit him inside the drop ceiling like I had to do all these things to get out of that mm -hmm. house alive 
And so you told me about Operation uh, Night Stalker, bro. I yeah, loaded a U-Haul beds, washer, dryer, all by myself from a second story. Like I was motivated. Mm-hmm. Let me get out of this place. Anyhow, when so are we talk about I met finances? you. I met you in Afghanistan. Thought you was real cute. I was. Now Dude, look, can, look at me now. Can, look at me now. Can I be honest with you? I uh, I really rope doped you, huh? <laughs> can I be honest? Look at me now. Can I be honest with you? Hopefully, being married, you never have to ask that question. But go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> when I first saw you, met you, mm-hmm. I just want to send deployment booty. Okay. You say it as <laughs> if you're deployed to Oklahoma. But I didn't think I would like you. Like, you were attractive. I'm okay with that. But, I was I wasn't in the same boat. But you were boat. obnoxious. But I'm okay you with that. You were loud. That's you right. were showboaty. I, I, I love thought you were younger than you are. I just thought you were. Oh, he's cute. Like I'm gonna hook up. I with loved him, your but... misjudgment at that time. Yeah, <laughs> loved it. Why? I didn't care. That's all right. You only wanted to talk to me because you needed a resume. Yeah, of which. So I, we of which. So how many years have we been married together? 2010. <laughs> of which I still don't have. And guess what? I need Why one now. I need one right now. Nope, not oh, my I problem. Am yelling. Jeez. Look, man, you married me. You're I stuck. I don't right have. <laughs> anyway, so I meet him, and uh, I'm really, I'm really just trying to sleep with him. I'm being completely honest. Hopefully, my kids. This don't is the to kind me. of stuff we don't have to put on the air on the internet. Why? This is real, real raw, and uncensored. Read the description. So, um, I start talking to him, and like. Within an hour of our conversation, like I realized he's a completely different guy. Like he's a catch. He's gonna use that. He says that all the time. Like oh, I am. he lets that go to his head. But he really Shirt's was coming next week. He really was a catch. And so we just started talking about life and everything. Well, I figured out real quick this dude was financially smart and he had a great credit score. And I was like, oh, dang. Mm. I got a good credit score, but I am not financially responsible yeah, or smart. Yeah, was horrible. But you didn't know. No. So, but, I was, but I thought, he's a catch, yo. If I don't fix my finances, he ain't going to be with me. That's a big thing. So I had to fix my finances. But I really want you to kind of take it away, like how – how your approach to finances is and break it down. I think it's this very valuable information. Like we teach our kids this. We teach um, the girls that come through here and work. Anyone that comes through this house gets, Mm. it's like a school of life here. They get a real life talk about money, savings, investments. (laughs) But that's something that we, um, we share with everyone around us because it's, it's very easy, but most people have the same mindset that I do that you need to put away two or three hundred dollars a month to start saving, and you can't really afford to put two or three hundred dollars a month away. So Armand's approach to it was very enlightening to me, and really changed my whole entire outlook on savings and money. So why don't you share what your approach to saving is? All right, there you go. Here's so, your moment. It's my show. Got my name on the show. We talking about. Um. So what happened was. This is 46 minutes of backstory. It doesn't matter. So what happened when I was a kid, I worked at McDonald's. I was, um, I don't know, 17 or something. And I had no idea. I had no concept of money. 
I mean, I have a, I had a concept of money, but I had no concept of what to do with your money after you received it from your employer, aside from spend it. And at 17 or however old I was, um, that's all I ever knew. So I was riding with my father in the car one day and he asked me, uh, and he's mentioned it before, but he asked me how much money did I have saved up? And I said, I don't know, none. Knowing that when I got my $300 paycheck from McDonald's, I never purposely put money away. The only thing I knew about um, banks was you had to have enough money in the bank to clear the check you deposited to pull money out. So for weeks, week for months, I would deposit my $300 check, let that clear, then pull 200 out or whatever, but I'll keep playing that game. By the way, I'm 17 or 16. I can't think if I was out of school or not. I think I was still in school. Um, and so I had no bills. I didn't have a cell phone. I didn't have anything. The only thing I could most likely buy was a video game or maybe some shoes, right? But we're riding and he asked me one day, he says, how much money do you have saved? I said, nothing. Oh, I said, I don't have enough money to actually save. Thinking that, and th by the way, this is pre-commercial cell phones and commercial money. The only people that had money were people that had money. You know, it wasn't it wasn't how it is now where, uh, I'll say it, a fucking 10-year-old is walking around with a $1,200 piece of machinery as it's this throwaway thing because uh, it, just, it was a different time. Anyway, so I'm thinking you had to make $17,000 per paycheck to save anything. So I told him I didn't have enough money to save. And he says, you don't have to have a lot of money. You just need to save something. And he mentioned whatever, $10, whatever it was. And I never thought about it that way. And it cracked my brain a little bit. So after that, I think I was putting 20 bucks or something away, but I still had no structure. So we didn't have, my mother sat me down once and like, said this is a nickel this is a quarter but she never really gave me any sort of education so i had no idea that i had a checking and a savings but I, I didn't know how to work them so what i did was i put 30 bucks away this month and then nine months later i put another 30 dollars thinking that was it is consistent but it's not it's not mm, frequent enough so he tells me that so i go okay roger that i didn't say roger that because i wasn't in the military yet i was like i yep I pops. And then um, I worked at McDonald's, tried to save some money. Then I quit McDonald's, went to UPS. We got paid every week. And the time that I really saw the pinch was the PlayStation came out. And I used to get 170 bucks per week or something from UPS. And the PlayStation was like 150 So I took the check, bought the PlayStation, didn't have a memory card. So it, really, it taught me real fast, like, oh, well, I can't spend the entire paycheck on a thing. So years go on, I think uh, maybe two or three years, because I worked at McDonald's and UPS and Kmart. Kmart. And then from Kmart, I joined the military. So the thing, the real thing that changed when I joined the military, I took a pay cut, but it was consistent money. And then with the consistent money, I really started to get an outlook on, okay, well, how do I save money? So what I did, just like Desiree, E4, I joined as an E1, so I got less than her. Maybe the first year I didn't save anything. I was just trying to figure out Texas and just figure life out, right? I was 22 living. So what I literally did 
was I went to I'm trying to think. Oh, I went on the computer and you can set up allotments. So I set up a $45 allotment every paycheck. And uh, I rolled that out for a while. And by then I had a car, you know, car insurance, gas money, oil, all that stuff. Your bills. Yeah. <clears throat> I lived in the barracks, so I didn't have to pay rent, which was great. But I th- And cable came with the barracks, so I didn't have to pay for cable. I did Food. buy a TV. Food was provided? No. No, not where I was. There's no mess hall? Oh, there was. Yeah. But you had to pay. Oh. Right, it was like seven bucks a meal or four bucks, whatever it was. I didn't go that often because I'm an adult. I'm not going to the galley. Anyway, so what ended up happening was I had my father had a bank account at uh, the credit union where he, the company he worked for had a credit union. So he got me an account there, and it had seventeen dollars in it or four bucks or thirty six cents, something like that. So the forty five dollars I chose to a lot out of my military paycheck went there. And it went months and months and months. And this was on the cusp of the internet. So joined in 2000. So you still had AOL dial-up and all this stuff. So internet banking wasn't really there, but I could log on, put my information in and see my account. And ultimately what happened is I started to see these you know, like 200, 300, $500 balances that I've never had in my life. And for the most part, I didn't want to touch it. And it was rough doing that because missing $45 when you only get, I don't know, 400 bucks a paycheck or whatever it was back then, it's a lot of money. But I quickly realized that, oh, I just have to, I just have to adjust what I do. So I can't eat out every day. I can't go to the club. I can't do all these things immediately. But in the long run, well, I can go once a month or I can go whenever, or maybe I didn't need to do that thing. So... $45 per month got me to my first thousand dollars, one zero zero. And I remember beforehand, no, I remember looking in it and it was a thousand bucks or $1,012, however the interest was. And I said to myself, well, I don't want to spend a dime of it because it'll put me under 1000 because I've never had a thousand dollars. By the way, this $1,000 was free and clear of any other money. Because I still have my checking account and my savings account that I banked out of, right? And then this other money was going to the bank that my father got me an account at back home. And I didn't have an ATM for it, ATM card. I didn't have anything for it. I think I could write a check. I had a checkbook for it. So I could write a check to myself and do all that. But I remember having $1,000 and I said, well, that's I don't want to spend any of it. Long story short, because this is a podcast and we're going to fill this hour. Uh, after I got that thousand, I was committed. I said, well, I'm in. Um, and I don't know, shortly after that or not, I I had a goal of getting $100,000. All right. Because where I'm from, $100,000 cash can get you a house paid off cash. Because I think the house that my parents raised me in was like 80 grand or whatever it was right back then. So I'm thinking a hundred grand is a lot of money and it is respectfully. And that's a lot of dough. If a hundred grand was missing from my account or put into my account, you know, I, I noticed it. So that also helped me. Um, it really helped me stick to this $45 per month. And essentially what happened over the years, 
of being in the military and getting promoted. And I think uh, even when um, Bill Clinton, not Bill Clinton, yeah, Bill Clinton was given the military this 1% raise or whatever it was, that's more money in my pocket. So essentially, I put more money in the savings. Bill, right? No, I think I was in school, like elementary schoolish. Yeah, with I'm Bill Clinton. 58 years older than you. No, but Clinton was giving us okay, it don't pay raises. Anyway, matter. yeah. So facts don't anytime matter. they don't, a hundred percent not fact. So basically, every time I got a promotion, so I got I, I was an NCO, so that's like a hundred and fifty bucks or whatever. Mind you, I'm already living with a car with insurance, and you know you go out to eat or whatever. I'm already living without this forty five bucks. So now I get I don't know how much it was, but let's say it's a hundred and fifty dollar raise from E three to E four. I could take half of that, take that 75 bucks and put it back at that bank to add to that $45 per month, which in turn helps me save more each deposit with each ah, with each deposit, which then gets me to my 100 grand faster. But ultimately it came down to picking an amount that uh picking an amount of money that wouldn't hurt if I didn't have it. It did a little, it was an adjustment, right? But picking an amount of money that I could put away consistently to having a real goal because if you don't have a goal to, with anything, but let them know, if you don't have a financial goal, then you're just, you can easily spend the money because there's no, there's no goal. You can just be like, ah, I'll spend $46,000 because it's not jeopardizing anything. So, and also that hundred grand, I said I wanted, I thought I'd never get to it. I eventually got to it. Liquid, by the way. I could have went to the bank. I want $100,000 in nickels now, and they would have to give it to me. But Until you met me. Yeah. But um, <laughs> it all. that was also this astronomical number. It, it was tied to a house. Like, that's how much a home costs. But, um, but what really made me stick to it was I, I had a goal, and I was already working towards it. Uh, but anyway... Every time I got a pay raise or every time I got a pay, yeah, promoted rather, I would take a little of that promotion money and put it away and put it away and put it away. It got to the point where I was saving 500 bucks a month. I mean, it got kind of crazy because I would go overseas and then get a boost in pay. I'm putting that away, right? And I'll come back. I'll just keep it and suck it up when I get back because. I'm scratching my leg. I didn't oh, mean to touch you. Yeah. But you can stop talking at any time. But, um. <laughs> For the most part, uh, it was just something I committed to. But the uh, what I tell, you know, Desiree's well, uh, employees he... and all this. Hold on, I, I'm gonna wrap up. But what I tell them is, um, you really just have to put away something—five dollars, seven dollars, whatever it is. And if anyone has ever, by the way, and I didn't really notice this, is if anyone has ever had a change drawer or a change thing in their car or whatever i have one and it's just a bucket that was from old uh sweet lady over here shop that i just randomly throw change in and i've done that over the years of my life but if you ever look at if you ever count that bucket up or whatever when it's full it's not 12 cents it's a couple dollars i remember i had one my mom used to do that to get her it, plane tickets i had 36 dollars in one once and it was just because it got full. And I was like, well, let me go take it to Coinstar, which is a boo-boo the fool move. Don't take your stuff to Coinstar. You're giving away six cents for every dollar you have. 
Oh go open a bank account, keep all your money, right? Or give it to me, I'll exchange it, right? But <laughs> I counted it up when they was like $36. Again, it's not a lot of money, but it was added to or taken out of your account. You're going, what is this? So, um, I lost my train of thought. You're breathing. Is this time for me to step in? <laughs> no, um, but what I really did was realize that you can almost put away any amount of money. And so what my brain started to do was look and say, well, if I put away $25 a month, how much is that per year? $50 a month, how much is that per year? And you just play with those numbers and it can um, turn into anything. And when I, this is doing real fast forward, when I met that, when I met Desiree, maybe a year after we were married, guess what I have to do now? Because I didn't have any kids or any wife or anything or husband rights, 2021. Um, I had to have Christmas money. So what I did for Christmas money is You're I... You're jumping way ahead. No, but I'm saying, but to tie into the anything, put anything away, what I did was I put 25 bucks away. And in November, I pull it out. And guess what? I have, you know, 300 bucks or whatever it is. Now that's for Christmas. Because what most people will do for Christmas and birthdays and all this, they'll go into debt to please these people. But if you are already... X, you already have X. It's just easier to shop because that way you even have a budget. But my point with all that is, for the second time I've said that, is the key to saving money is one, really evaluate what you're spending your money on. Because even I spent frivolously in the last month, I bought 17 minifigure Lego mystery packs, right? Those are five bucks a pop. There's four of us I'm buying them for. I can't do that math, but it adds <laughs> lot, up. Yeah, it got to a point where I, I just told Desiree, I was like, ah, this is the last one. I can't do it anymore. Right? I have the money to spend, but if I continue that habit, I'll get into debt and I'll I'll run my spending limit too too lean. Right. So so he tells me all of this. All of this I, was by a why are you jumping? Because you're yelling and you're swinging your hands, bro. Am I that loud? Yes. All of this, by the way, is on top of a restaurant. No, it wasn't a restaurant. It was no, a it was no, it was not. We were sitting on the bench right outside my room, right out the Connex box. Oh, that right. my barracks were in. I remember. You probably have the conversation recorded. He used to record oh, everything. I you do. probably do. So I don't remember exactly how we got on the topic, but I believe that I said something to the effect that I can't save money, and he probably broke because I was getting out, down. and I'm trying to find a job. So we probably end up talking about how much you got paid and all that, dude. I don't I don't remember that part. I'm not important. But the rest of it, yeah, no, not really. I do, I'm not going to bring that one up. I do remember some conversations on that bench. And one was real funny. And you have that one recorded. But it's not appropriate at all for Thank the podcast. Thank you. Um, so I just remember this part of the conversation where he told me, you don't have to put a large amount of money away. You don't. Start with $25. Start with $25 a paycheck and then alternate or alter how you spend your money so that you no longer need that $25. So that was, it could be five cups of coffee, five cups of coffee from, mm -hmm. from Dunkin' Donuts. So five less than I normally get in a month or something, just cut something out. How can I shave off that $25? So with that, I started to put away $25 a month. But I am a super impulsive person. Like if I want something, I want it yesterday. Like last night, 
I I have been on the fence back and forth about this, but last night I looked up a cargo trailer and decided last night that I'm going to go buy it today, and then I'm going to go buy it today. 7.19 in the morning. She's like, hey, babe, uh, this weekend? No, get no trailer, man. Today. So anyway, I'm a super impulsive person. That's how I work. If I decide I want something, it could be something that I have thought of for a while, and then it goes out of my mind. But today, for whatever reason, I'm going to do it today. Super impulsive. So for me, saving money, what kind of shots are you taking, bro? Oh, yeah. For me. <laughs> for me, I had to go an extra. I had to put an extra layer on my savings so I didn't touch it. Because even though I'm getting myself out of debt, I'm going back and my lifestyle hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. I've been living in Afghanistan where you really don't have a lot of opportunities to spend your money. No. So I still have to go back to the States and I have to overcome my impulsivity. I'm the person that gets the new cell phone every time it comes out. I'm the person that... I'm the guy who doesn't. Yeah. I had an iPhone 4 in 2016 or something. I'm the person like, I'm that shops daily like at work when it was slow i'd shop so i had to change how all of that um how i i managed all that in my mind so for me i had to put my money somewhere that i could not touch it and at Mm. the time i had found a bank account it's called ing it had a good interest rate and there was no physical bank and I just got a savings account. So there was no card, no checks, nothing. I didn't want anything attached to it. I did not want to be able to touch that money today. Because normally in my impulsive moments, if I walk away, I never come back to it. So I just needed I needed something to help me get over that little hump. And so I put it in a bank account that it would take me three days to get the money. So I would have to transfer the money and within three days if I still wanted the stuff I could get it so I started to put away $25 a paycheck Mm -hmm. and then very quickly I realized I don't really need that $25 a paycheck um because it's it's super easy to change your lifestyle for $25 maybe I just don't go out to eat one time that's $25 like if you break it down no you don't you break it down the dough right and I have it um so I had it, he set it up from allotment, so it never went into his bank account. Mine was set up to be transferred the day of my payday so that it was immediately taken out of my bank account and pushed over to that savings account. So over the years, um, well, the I remember the first time when I hit $1,000 in my savings account, like that was it huge. It makes a difference, man. I was like, man, it feels so good. I got $1,000 that's unattached to anything. If something goes wrong, I don't have to use a credit card to bail myself out. I don't have to call my mom. Mm. I don't need any help. As long as that catastrophic thing does not exceed $1,000, I'm good to go. And then I hit like 3000 and then 5000 and then I vividly remember hitting 10000 and thinking, I have never in my mm. life had this kind of money, ever. I have always struggled. I've always worried about finances. I've mm-hmm. stressed over everything. I feel like I can breathe. I have some room. Right. If something <clears throat> happens, I, I will at least make all my monthly bills for a couple months, and I have a couple months to figure things out. Then it became addicting to save money. Like, it's so weird how it changed me from um, a super impulsive, 
spend all my money plus use my credit. Like I mm-hmm. was just overextending myself because of my impulsivity. I'm still that same impulsive person. I still have impulsive moments, mm-hmm. but watching that savings account grow was so addicting to me. And my goal is to hit $50,000. I've gotten close a couple times, but something always happens. Right. I have not hit my goal yet, but I just keep putting that money away. When I didn't need the $25 anymore, then I dumped, I, I don't, I think I went to 50 <clears throat> and then I adjusted to that. So that was, ended up being a hundred dollars a month. I put away cause I got paid twice a month. Ooh. And so I would do it per paycheck. And then I changed it to $75 a paycheck, then a hundred dollars a paycheck. And I just kept mm. going up until I got to the point where I feel comfortable putting this amount of money away. I altered my lifestyle. I still do what I want to do when I want to do it. I still spend frivolously. I could save a lot more money than I really do. Um, but I now save a significant amount of my money mm-hmm. and I've changed my habits. When um, Armand has this thing, he would always say, not right now. And so it's in our relationship, we'll be like, is this an NRN moment? No, because not- I'm sorry, go ahead. Not right now, because I would ask him like, oh, hey, let's go get this. He's not right now. Not right now. And he said, well, just sit on it. Like mm-hmm. one of the first things he told me, um, this house that we, we are in right now, I purchased when we were dating and the kitchen was booty. Like the house needed the bones of the house was good, but cosmetically it was outdated. It was ugly. It was gross. And I wanted to change things. And he said, just live in it for five years and then yeah. make changes like just step back, take time to really process what you want what you need save the money all Mm -hmm. that stuff and so he has helped me kind of alter that impulsivity a little bit so some things i'm still super impulsive like those stupid lego minifigures that were stuck on i every time i go to the store i buy Mm -hmm. too many and it's dumb i'm just throwing money away but i have a limit at least i'm like well if there's four looney tunes i just get those but um the sleep on it thing, I learned that through uh, uh, some kind of tax thing. Basically, they, they were trying to educate us on taxes. So taxes are your money that you give the government, and the tax refund is your money. So what would happen is people would uh, get this money back, 1200 bucks, and then they would go buy the TV, when in reality, that $1,200 is theirs, right? So if the, my point with this, if they want to buy the TV, we'll just save uh 50 bucks a month or whatever and then you can buy the tv free and clear so then when you get your tax money back you can take that money and nowadays you can buy some stocks or you can kind of put it away the whole sleep on it thing i got i think from something spending-esque i can't put my finger on it but i do remember i remember telling cutter because canada did well in school so you want to take him and get him something and Cutter was there. Cadence wasn't born yet. Cutter was there. And Desiree gives him like 50 bucks or whatever it is. And it to me, it almost put this pressure on Cutter to spend it now immediately. And Cutter couldn't figure out which shirt he wanted. And I, and I told him, I said, oh, well, just, it's your money. And I don't know how it really worked. That's between her and Cutter, right? Could he have just taken the money, put it in his pocket and never spent it? But my point with him, I told him, I said, well, just sleep on it. Just you have the money, you have the credits, however you want to say it. Or you have you think about getting four shirts, go home, sleep on it. We'll go come back this weekend and we'll see in this weekend out of those four shirts, are you going to A, 
figure out that one of those shirts is the one that you absolutely want. Forget the other three. Or two, you don't want a shirt at all. And you just want to keep the money and hopefully, right, put that money somewhere to make you some more money. But that's where I got that whole thing of like, let me just, let's just slow down because it doesn't make sense to Im- impulsively spend money. And you said this before about me, like, oh, you're impulsive. No, no, you said, you said, I'm impulsive. You have so, you have so much patience. I do. When I want to buy that Jeep Grand Cherokee SRT, it's $56,000. The problem is I have $56,000 to pay cash for it the respect or whatever for money is that's a lot of dough and that stupid SUV isn't worth it. If I already have a car, I'm crazy impulsive on getting this, getting little, little nonsense, 20, 30, 50, hundred bucks. No, hold, okay, on. hold on. I'm impulsive on that when I don't need it. Cause I don't need, you could probably take half of the things I've purchased in the last 24 months and throw them out. And I, I would miss them because I would go, didn't I have that? But I wouldn't miss them because I need them. I'm impulsive like that. But so not when it comes to bigger purchases like that. And don't bring up Lego. Uh, <laughs> so we are we are still completely on I'm the I'm not talking about New end. York, by the way. I know. We are still completely on the opposite ends of the spectrum. He is he doesn't want for a lot. He doesn't care about the newest, the latest, the greatest. His he's got a sweatshirt that holes are are Come starting in the elbows he's had for 20 some years like he has stuff that he has forever it's good enough i don't need anything else Mm -hmm. i am driven more by wants he's driven by needs so we are still completely opposite and i joke all the time i call him scrooge mcduck and if he could put his money in a vault and swim through it he would do it like he's just he's butterfly he's good with money i am not um but we we uh we still come to the table 50 50 like we share we share everything um financially but we don't share money we share bills anyway he he does this where he just doesn't spend doesn't spend doesn't spend doesn't spend doesn't spend Mm -hmm. but then we go to the lego store Mm -hmm. and he drops twelve hundred dollars it wasn't twelve hundred it call cutter right now it was twelve hundred yeah it wasn't twelve hundred how much was it? It wasn't twelve hundred. It was a, a lot. I'm it not was, a fool, dude. It was a lot. It, it was so twel- no, much. Let, no, hold on. No, put this in perspective. <laughs> I'm not judging you Give at them all. A, no, yeah, yeah, but they're gonna think this dude spent twelve hundred dollars. He can't sell a t-shirt. Put it in perspective. <laughs> I was back here off of leave or something, and it was Christmas, and Cannon got. I'm sorry, I'm talking so loud. Cannon yes, got a right. train set, a Lego train set. So we went back to get some more uh, tracks because the set only came with 10 tracks or whatever. It was an oval. So what happened was we all went, me, Cannon, it was only four of us at a time. Caden's going to hear this going, I wasn't born Yeah, she's going right. feel, yeah, she feel a little yet. left out. But we all went to the, uh, what do you call it? Lego to the store. Lego store, right? Not Toys R Us. And I, I don't think we were going there often at all because i think we got the train from target or something so anyway we go in there we look around and we just get kind of amazed by all the the legos right so i saw i think i got that truck there and then cutter got like a sports car or something a rally car and then you we're looking at that van, I think, that Volkswagen. I got the yeah, I got the Volkswagen bug. I got yeah. the Volkswagen van. Um Oh yeah, you do have a bug. Where is that? 
and cannons on cannons Lego oh, shelves. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the, you got that huge the eight wheeler or something. Yeah, with yeah, the little the teddy bear on the front. Yeah, Cutter yeah. got his Technics. Like they yeah. were, they were. You probably spent six or eight hundred dollars. Yeah, I think it was six something. I'm pulling my Lego cap. No, it doesn't matter. But it was for somebody that doesn't spend money. And and if you think about it, you go across the whole year. I've spent way more than that cumulative to his one moment. But mm-hmm. because he doesn't spend money like that, me and Cutter were like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Right. Oh, my gosh. This right. is crazy because he does not spend money. He's not impulsive. So he has those moments where he just will drop some dough. But... The rest of the year, like that may happen once or twice a year. If yeah. that, the rest of the year, he doesn't spend anything. But it's by design. No, well, and here's the thing. I, I put money away, not for that, but that situation came up. And I said, well, I'm only here for so, so I can't remember where I was. I'm only here for so long. It's Christmas. Everyone in the house, by the way, after we got back, everyone broke their boxes out in the living room. That was and the we're best all weekend. Freaking yeah. that was trying so to figure fun. stuff out. I had to build mine seven times because it's a mechanical one. So you hit start or whatever and it does stuff. It was doing all that nonsense. Anyway, um, the money is and this is a, this is this isn't the goal of putting money away, but the fact that I can put the money away, boom, 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 and then when something like this comes up, I can go. And here's the this is the misconception in 2021. I could truly afford to make that purchase. Being able to make the purchase and being able to afford to make the purchase are two different things on different ends of the spectrum. And I go back in American history, there was a time where people would just pay cash for their cars because only rich people bought cars. Nowadays, I making 42 grand a year or whatever, I can go get a Mercedes. And there's, I will finance it for nine years. I can't afford that Mercedes because I can't pay it off at once. So when I got those Legos, everything everything lined up. I was like, well, I'll just, I'll spend the money. Mind you, I could have spent more because I, because, and you talk, she talks about impulsivity. I still want that, uh, what's the thing? I still want that roller coaster set, but the roller coaster set. It's is, about to retire, bro. You better get it. But the roller coaster set's <laughs> 350 Right, and I was like, yeah, "Well, that's that's, that's too, much. That's too much. much. I'd rather spend six hundred on four people's Legos than one three fifty or whatever that Lego thing is on one." So that's what I think the difference. My impulsivity on spending is has limits because I still look at it and go, "Well, that's too much." Like the Legoland thing. I think Legoland yeah, is like, yeah, "All right, let's go, let's have fun," but we can't go to Legoland every weekend. That's too much money. No, you know but- what I mean. But something else that you did that I would have never known, like you had, he has accounts on accounts. On, he has just a ton hey, of accounts. Hey, hey, dude. What? But no, your business out there. But he has an account that he would put money into for um, tires. So if he needs new tires, the money's already there. He has like all these different tires accounts. are still expensive, so, by the way. Oh <laughs> it's my not god! Like, ah, oh my god! I know the truck. Seven hundred dollars. The truck needs tires. We don't ever drive the truck, and neither one of us want to pull the trigger to put tires on it. So, um, he has his own personal stuff. I have my own personal stuff. We do not share money. However, we do have accounts that we both put money into. So over the years, um, with him teaching me how to save and us both doing it, we have purchased 
I think we've purchased three properties together. Oh uh, yeah. So no. we have we have several oh, yeah. savings accounts. Yeah. Um, so we have one for each property, mm-hmm. and n- none of the properties really generate much money, like fifty to hundred dollars a month. But that money stays in that account. We never touch it. So if something happens with that property, there's some money to help take care of that property. Um, then we have fun money and fun money is where we each put some money away. I think it's a hundred dollars or something mm-hmm. a month. And that is if we want to take the kids and go do something fun, there is mm-hmm. money specifically set aside for that. And then we have, um, we have an account for this house that we put money mm-hmm. into. So in case the furnace goes out or in case the air conditioner goes out or something happens to this house, there's an account specifically set up for that. And then and it's, all, it's mostly for catastrophic things. Yeah, it's furnace just for goes ca- out, yeah. I need six grand now. Vice, the refrigerator breaks. And none of these accounts that. we put, I think the most is a hundred dollars. Yeah. Like we really don't put that much money into them. I think but the we, lease is 25. We started, yeah, we just started with $25 yeah. each. And, and so again, those are just things we learned to live without. So mm-hmm. those accounts, like the one for this house has been being funded since 2012. Like yeah. we, we just started and then each property gets funded from the day that we get it. Well, let me forget. Give me that paper, please. And then, Can I have um, that paper, please. And then the fun money for taking the kids. That one, um, we have a we have a way to approach that. So the fun money is um, we only touch that money if we go to do something that exceeds our monthly di- disposable income. So if I have two hundred dollars left over this month that's disposable, and he has two hundred dollars this month that's mm-hmm. disposable, and our entire fun trip or whatever we did is only mm-hmm. three hundred dollars, we don't touch our fun money. We leave it alone. We just spend it out of our disposable income and let that fund money account keep growing. So when we want to do something more expensive, like take the kids to Legoland, Mm -hmm. we have money set aside specifically for that. We also, I remember one time I posted, um, I posted in my group about going home for Christmas and there was a lady in there that said, said it must be nice to be able to afford to go home. Mm -hmm. And I, and I was thinking, I don't really I think that the misconception, I think there's a huge misconception that because I have my own business, I make a lot of money. Oh yeah, you broke. I make significantly less money than when I had my regular job. Mm-hmm. I'm just in control By of myself now. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I have changed the way that I look at money. Mm-hmm. So I know that twice a year we're going to have to buy plane tickets to go to Idaho. So I have an account set up that's just travel. Like we know these expenses are going to have come up. So, so maybe, much of it is maybe you'll throw $20 a month away into a tire account. And then when you get $1,000 enough to pay for tires, you don't put money in that. You change that $20 a month to somewhere else. But you make sure that you have this mm. money set up for these catastrophic things that hit you like, boom, you're in trouble so that we never really have to touch our personal money. I think the only time we've ever really touched our personal savings accounts is when we go to buy properties. We'll, um, yeah. we'll do the down payments. That's out what of- messed up my hundred grand. I'm sorry. But um, what does she's talking, whatever. I'll tell you how we got into it was we went to Rock Rock Run Camp, whatever, one year and it wasn't expensive it was in pennsylvania we took the four wheelers out we pitched tents and all that and we had enough money to go there 
but the big impact was I think I was still at E5, but it was a big chunk out of that pay period's money. So that's when I think a month or so later, whenever it was, we sat down and said, well, for these types of trips, these big chunk money trips, let's start putting money away. And then I think we went to New York City. So the other thing, too, we went to New York and I think that's it, right? Ah, whatever it is. No, because we went to Massachusetts, not Massachusetts, and all these things. But point with this is we had to go somewhere we did and see, oh, this is a lot of money out of this paycheck, right? Mortgage was still paid, cable was still paid, and all this stuff was paid, but your spending money gets tied up. So what we did, we put the money away. As we put the money away, then I think we went to New York. So what we did for New York was we took the fund money and paid for the hotel because the hotel is 300 a night or whatever it was. So that way, your day-to-day spending on food and trinkets, you have a lot more reasonable control over it. You can say, well, I only want to get this, to, we want to eat twice a day or whatever it is. But I wanted to just explain a little more. We don't have these random, these random ideas and needs to put money away aren't just out of nowhere. We, like Desiree was talking about with the tickets, if she knows if tickets on average or whatever amount, you can start putting that away the day after you make your trip for the next trip. Together, so people may listen to this podcast and think that we have a lot of money. because we we've, don't. We've mentioned he's, his it, savings goal, my savings goal. Together, our, our, our income combined is pretty similar to a single income for our area. It's so not, we both have to work. Yeah. This is not something where I am not a big boutique owner. I don't have millions of dollars. I don't have all this cash owner. flow going on. I I make just enough money for mm-hmm. us to get by. Mm-hmm. But our approach, and I still spend frivolously. Mm-hmm. Our approach to money is different. Um, it's not so. It's not so much. Again, my my father said it. It's not how much you make because what can happen is if you go from making $300 a paycheck to $3,000 a paycheck, if you don't know what to do with the money, you might as well be making $1 a paycheck. If you only make X, right? You only make so much money. It's what you do with that money. That's how I remember this. That's how you, these people go, what is like Ashy the classy rags to riches, all this thing, because everyone else in their circle, is looking at them like, well, you work at McDonald's, you work wherever, only making this. How can you afford that? And they're saying, and you can see all these stories on the internet now, like, well, yeah, man, I was packing my lunch for seven weeks, like that. All these little corners that you cut help you do this one big final move. There's no different than saving for a house or whatever it is. Oh, that's why you guys, you know, because we did it when we did the hiatus. We do. Oh, yeah, I wanted to talk about a hiatus. We used. Well, we'll talk about that later. But my point is, it doesn't matter how much you make. It doesn't matter how much you get. It's what you do with that money. It's like look at it like time. You got twenty four hours in the day. You come home from work, right? Work is eight hours. You commute. That's an hour total. All you have is time. If you come home from work and spend no time with your kids or spouse or anything, you call your parents or whatever. You've wasted that time. You can't get that time back. Now, if the second you get home, you're hugging your kids, you're hugging your spouse, you're high-fiving, you're doing funny things, it's all about how you spend that time. No different than money. You only get so much. How do you spend it? Because in the long run, if you put 10 bucks away every month, what's that? $120 a year. Now you got $120 there. 
if you hug your kids, high five your kids, you do all this stuff, all this fun, loving things in six months, you telling stories about, oh, remember when I came home and out of nowhere, we wanted to go play tag because you took that finite amount of time, just like this finite amount of money and you spent it how you wanted to. That's all to, to make it real simple. That's all it is. You get X, put this much away, get a goal. And there it is. So I want to touch on this from the perspective from the perspective of somebody who is impulsive and has debt. Because if you are like I was, you may be thinking, "Oh, that's oh, yeah. great! You make a ton of money." You may be having assumptions about us right now that are inaccurate. Um, I had debt. I was living paycheck to paycheck. I had two kids to take care of and myself trying to figure it all out. The only reason that I could buy a house is because I'm a veteran and I had a VA loan that said I hadn't to, no, I didn't have to put any money down. That's the only reason I could afford to buy a house. If I had had to put money down, it wasn't happening. I think at that time I may have had like three or $4,000 in a savings account. That's not going to get me a house. So um, you can do this and, and you, you hear us talk about all of our different accounts and all that. Stuff. None of this stuff happened from day one, day one, Nothing. I put 25, yeah, I put $25 away a paycheck. That was day one. And so this has been an 11 year process to get mm -hmm. to where we are now. I've known him 11 years. I started this 11 years ago in that time I paid off all of my debt. And so that created a lot more disposable income, which could be allocated towards savings. And then it changes the way that you shop and the yep. way that you spend. So you start paying cash for things instead of credit. And so when, um, when I bought my, I bought a Toyota 4Runner and, and they, I bought it in 2018, brand new off the lot. Like it was something that brand I new. wanted. Yep. Brand new off the lot, baby. You were gone. Yeah, um, but we don't share money. I mean, I give him a heads up. I'm going to buy a car today, but or a trailer. <laughs> yeah, but we do not share money. So we do not argue. We do not question. Sometimes we'll be like, is that a good idea? Is it something we need right now? But we never try to really sway each other on how we spend yeah. our money. We'll talk about it too. We'll say like she wants to buy a trailer and she really initially I was like, whatever, buy it. Choice was made, but we still talk about it. We yeah, still, we, still, we talk about what's everything. The purpose but... of the trailer, like all these little details. I'm sorry, I can't, I constantly cut you off. So I, um, I, I went. I I wanted a Toyota 4Runner. That that was my dream car. That's what I wanted, and I was driving driving a little Kia Sorento mm -hmm. that my loving husband paid off for me one Christmas, and so mm -hmm. I had some equity in that. And um, mind you paid it off which then gives her a pay raise yeah she's not if, paying yeah, 300, bucks like 300 dollars a month yeah. and so and he had told me when you pay a car off keep paying the payment but pay it to your savings account so when you need a new car you have that money yeah so i kind of did that i didn't do the full 300 but i still put money aside for a car so when it was time to buy my forerunner like i was sitting and waiting until the right deal because they're well over forty thousand dollars but in my mind i was like if it hits 37 I'm going to buy one. Mm -hmm. And I woke up one day and I just happened to look. I found the exact one I wanted. It was $37,000. And I, I immediately got in my car and I went and I bought that forerunner. Mm. But I put $20,000 down between my trade and I got 14000 And I had really? set aside 
16 or I set aside $6,000 in that paying my car payments to myself, $6,000 for that. So I put 20,000 down and then I had financed 17. So Mm. my payments were less than $300 and then I made double payments and I made double payments and then I ended up just, um, I got a tax return and our mom touched on tax returns before and the tax return was like, I don't know, it, it was, it was more money than I needed to pay my car off. And I said, well, I don't really need this money. I owe $11,000 on my car. I'll just pay the car off with this. Cause that, I mean, this is just, yeah. it's not free money, but it's money that I didn't put aside. It's money that I'm going to get back. I could go spend it on whatever, or I could free up this 200 and some odd dollar bill by just paying the car off. So I bought a brand new forerunner and, and it was paid off before I hit the two year mark. Like, really? I think it was like a year and a half and I had it paid off. Yeah. But because of my mind shift in money, it had allowed me to buy that car, not have these significant before, before I had, I literally had a spreadsheet in the back of my wallet with every single bill listed on it, the due date of the bill, and then like these check marks so I could check them off. And I had to pay half of them through this, from this um, paycheck and half of them from my second paycheck. And I had it finessed to the penny. But then when you change the way that you think about spending and saving, you just start ending up with disposable income that day one. So maybe you make, maybe make $1,200 a month and there, there's room. There is room. I don't care how little you make. There is room to save. Mm -hmm. I see some people that make very low incomes and tell me that they're struggling financially, but you know what I see them doing? I see them smoking cigarettes. Mm -hmm. I see them drinking beer. Mm -hmm. I see them buying lottery tickets. Mm -hmm. I see them doing things that are unnecessary. So we started this thing that we call it a hiatus. And, um, when we get a little too frivolous, sometimes we get a little carried away and we start spending too much and we will do what we call a hiatus to kind of financially reset ourselves and so for one month, yep. we are not allowed to spend any money on anything that is not necessary. It, that is your monthly bills. It's, I'm sorry. That's your gas for your car. Mm-hmm. That is a reasonable food budget at the grocery store. That's not going to the grocery store, buying all these cookies, donuts, all that stuff. It's getting necessities donuts to live. Good. The bare minimums of what you need to live. Mm-hmm. It is not justifying making a purchase here or there. There's no eating out. There's nothing like we, um, we like Papa John's. So, uh, we get rewards points from Papa John's. We never spend that yeah, money. If you don't have a Papa John's account and you, you make an account, <laughs> cause I didn't know about the rewards until I don't know. I didn't, I just made an account. So it was easier for them to just have the delivery address and all that. And then once those points start kicking up, I thought, Oh, this is, yeah, during that. during the hiatus, that's when we'll use those points. So maybe once that month we get to get pizza for free off of those points. Mm-hmm. Um, so that mind boggling that um, the first time that we did that, I saw that I wasted 
over a thousand dollars a month Crazy. on things that a were not necessary out. like i'll drive home and just stop at wawa for no reason i'll get gas i'm like well i've already turned the car off so so um I'll when i was still $12. in the pentagon there was a dunkin donuts there i would get really? a coffee and a bagel every day i think yeah. it was like seven or eight bucks tell me that's not environmental day. tell me that's not environmental all everyone else is there in the morning. Yes. It's weird, right? So I get coffee and a bagel every day, yeah. and then probably two to three times a week I would buy mm-hmm. lunch there, mm-hmm. and then um, I don't know what else. But that was like every single week, so that was hundreds of dollars. So yeah. here, here I I I lived that way when I was paycheck to paycheck, and I thought that I was completely broke. But that hiatus really showed me how much money I was wasting on things I didn't need. They were wants, not needs. Mm -hmm. And to um, be accountable, we have to hang the receipts on the refrigerator so that each person can see what the other one is spending. We never really, I don't think we ever cheated, but that was just the rule that, that you have to put your receipt up there and it has to be a necessary purchase. Yeah, I think um, to go back to uh, saving money and having a goal. Um, My sales are going to drop. Everybody's going to start saving their money. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> you cool. said. It's, it's fine. Oh, you need this keychain. I would rather help people than benefit. Right? Yeah. But uh, with the hiatus thing, so I grew up without a pantry. I think Desiree's always had a pan- a pantry. That's a big thing. You know what we had when we were kids? When I was a child, the cabinet. So whatever was up there, that's just what we had, right? Um. So when we did this hiatus thing, uh, we did it, I think, on the first of the month. It's just easier to do it on a calendar month or you can do 30 days. But um, if you look through your pantry, if you have any sort of pantry, sometimes it's just a closet. But if you look through there, you're usually just missing a couple of things. For whatever reason, you have, you know, 14 bags of spaghetti noodle, but you have no ground beef or no sauce or whatever. So I think before it kicked in. We went to the store and got all these odds and ends and then kind of made a menu. Like Monday, we have chili and then there's leftover chili for Tuesday. Like we really did that and dug through the uh, through the pantry and through the cabinets to kind of pull all that food out. Because what I think happens is there's this now and maybe I just keep saying nowadays, what I think people do with pantries is they buy all this just in case stuff. And it's all over TikTok now. They'll do all this, buy all this and just go get some uh, go to TGI Fridays. So with the hiatus, what we did was we really just kind of locked it down. I think we wrote a menu out. I can't remember. I want to yeah. say we did. We did menus, budgets for groceries. Yeah. Like we got really, we got bare bones. Like we're not going to be able to pay our rent if we don't budget tightly. Like that's when it, we go hiatus. We go truly yeah, bare was, necessities that no you movies. need to get through the month. And for the in perspective, right, 30 days is nothing out of a year. You know, one year is nothing out of, you know, 10 years. But uh, that was the biggest thing we did. And by the time we ended the hiatus, right, we uh, I'd like to say it really shows you what you need in your house. And even now we don't put certain stuff in the pantry because we're like, we'll never use that because we'll st- we'll do that to this day. I'm bad with it. I'll see some sauce at the daggone grocery store. And I'm like, I'm going to try that on my fries. And for 73 days, I never eat French fries. So I never use the sauce. And I just spent that four four fifty, and it's wasted. So through the hiatus stuff, you really figure out how to cut corners and pinch pennies. Because I think 
that Papa John's thing came out afterwards. I oh think... no, huh? It was, it was when the refrigerator was over there. Yeah. I I remember things by visual. So the refrigerator was over there in the top left corner. Did there we was know a red about the magnet points? clip that had the receipts in it, and then we, we yeah, we knew about it. And I said we could get, we could get Papa John's. We have rewards points. We could end up getting it for free. Yeah. But I remember not knowing about Papa John's. But anyway, the whole hiatus thing, it's almost like a hard reset. Because if you think about whenever you moved out of your folks' house or whatever, or separated from somebody, um, you really don't have a lot. But then over the three, four, ten years, you um, you accumulate spend certain spending habits and things. So I think if you do a hard reset, You'll see where a lot of the money is going, and I think I think the bank I have now, your credit card will show you like this much on air travel, oh, this yeah, much yeah. on food, no. this entertainment. So you can get a sense of where your money's going. Because I remember, so doing, I would I would throw a plus one onto a hiatus. Now most Americans have an excess of everything. Yeah. While you're in hiatus, you're not going out and you're doing all these entertainment kind of things. Mm -hmm. Challenge yourself during that time period to declutter your home and sell your excess stuff. So you're the only time I've ever sold stuff was when I wasn't having a job when I didn't have a job because mm. I had time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I guess most now. of mine comes down to time. Yeah. But right. challenge yourself to, to declutter, find the things in your house that mm -hmm. are of value and sell them. Yeah. Find somewhere to sell them, go to a yard, sell and sell them, do whatever you need to do, but find a way to, Take the things that you're not utilizing, that you haven't used forever, that are literally just sitting there taking up space, turn around and sell them. If it's clothes and they're, they're uh, name brand clothes, go on mm -hmm. Poshmark, Mercant. But like, there's all these different places. You may only make 5 or $6, but every 5 or $6 adds up. Mm -hmm. There's also ways where you can make your money work for yourself. Now, this isn't going to work for everybody because you have to be really good about managing it, but I don't spend cash for anything, I put everything on oh, my credit, credit card, card yeah. so that I can get the credit card points Point. and I can get the cash back. And then I just make one payment to my credit card every mm -hmm. month and pay it off. You have to be really good about not overspending if you're going to do that. But there are other things you can do. Um, there's an app called Shopkicks. You can get oh, points for Shopkicks. walking no, into stores. What yeah, was it the is. other one? Ibotta? Yeah. yeah. So there's Shopkicks. Um, you can get points for walking into stores and scanning items. I bought a brand new Apple iWatch for, I spent a hundred dollars out of my pocket. The mm -hmm. rest of it I got for free because I just walked into stores. Um, there's you literally walk in the store, bing, yep. 25 kicks. And then some of the stores, you go scan things in there and you get so many kicks. It's wild. So, um, download that. There are grocery store ones. Ibotta was the one that worked the best for us. That also gives you cash back on your groceries. So I will use my credit card, get cash back there, and use those apps, get cash back there. Mm -hmm. Then there's Ebates, which is an oh. online site yeah. um, that if you go to Ebates first and you search for the store, and then it'll tell you like Cyber Monday is the best day on Ebates because some stores will give you 10% cash back. And so I will do all my shopping through Ebates. And then once a quarter, I get a big fat check is what they call it. I don't spend that money. I put it I, I put it right into my savings account because I already spent that money. It's a check. And so it is a free 
it's free money. I spent it up front and somebody decided to give me some of it back. So that goes directly into my savings account. So I got the, um, the credit card points for that yeah. plus 10% back. So I end up getting 12% back on that purchase. And so there are, if you just Google, like there are so many things, um, if you use Chrome, you can download Wikibuys. These are Chrome extensions, Wikibuys and Honey. Every mm -hmm. time you go to a website, it will pop up in the top right corner. Also, Ebates will do it too if you have Chrome. Um, it'll pop up in the top right corner and it'll tell you what your cash back is. It will give you coupon codes that you're not aware of. Yeah. Wikibuy will show you like Wikibuy is really big on Amazon. It'll come up and it'll show you, here's the Amazon price, but the Wikibuy, if you go to eBay or you go to this website, you've never heard of, like all these things, and it'll show you where you can get things cheaper. Mm -hmm. So there's so many tools out there that we can utilize to get the same thing, but save money in the process or get money back. And I'm telling you, the, um, the more the more that you kind of put money away and rearrange your spending habits, not directly, it is directly, but not, not for this reason, but it frees up money because you realize that I don't need this, which I don't need this every month, which in turn means I don't need that. So you, here's a bad, good example. You don't need your designer coffee. So guess what you're not doing? You're not walking into Starbucks every week. And if I'm not walking to the Starbucks every week buying my coffee, I'm not seeing that new Maryland steak. Yeah. So it, it <laughs> yeah. kind of works that way too. So now you you save six six and a quarter on the coffee, but you've also saved, I don't know how much the tumblers and stuff are, but 10 bucks. So all that stuff over the month and three months in your way of living, it uh, it really changes. It changes a lot. And then when you start to buy the stuff again, if you say, well, it's been nine months and you say, I'll go back. It doesn't hurt as much, but it really puts it in perspective to go, wow, this coffee. Cause uh, people do that with cigarettes. Cigarettes are up to eight fifty. Yeah. You should stop smoking. Cause they're just I was expensive. guilty of that. I was you know? guilty of that. Yeah. But if you cut them out for so long and then go back and spin it, you can really, you have a, we call it vision. You know, it's kind of like when you reminisce about an old relationship you were in good or bad. You can really analyze it and then go, oh, wow, that that thing they were trying to get me to do was amazing or horrible. But you get this this perspective on it that really can change how you think and act from that day forward. Because that's what happened. Once I put all that money away, I had a different respect for certain amounts of money. I remember when I reenlisted. Right. The Navy's like, yeah, you're getting eight grand. And I was like, well, I got eight grand. I got more than eight grand. It's a lot of money. But people were acting as if it was a gang of dough. Now, that was a personal choice. And I think I was right, in for and like five for, or six years. But I was just like, you, I mean, it was cool. But I was like, all right, cool, man. Eight, eight, eight more thousand. You don't, you have walked a very different life than me. Definitely. You've had significantly less struggles than me when it comes to finances. And yeah. just kind of growing up and learning about life. Um coming from a person that was broke as a joke hiding cash inside of picture frames to make rent like working yeah. working at mcdonald's pregnant while being active duty yeah. member to make like coming from yeah. somebody that was at the low 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 yeah. to where i am now you you do start to get that that same perspective Armand has where when when I got that 
I got that uh, tax returns and mm-hmm. it was nothing for me just to take that $11,000 and put it on my car and pay it off. Like, yeah. But rewind back to the early 2000s where I had no idea if I was going to be able to feed my kid this week. Mm-hmm. $11,000 would have blown mm-hmm. my mind. But through this process of learning, <laughs> just putting $25 a paycheck away. Think, I'm telling you, think of how much change is in that bucket. And you look at it in a month or a year, well, if like, you take, what? If look you take that. a proverbial bucket and so I t- you're... I thought Cutter put it in a pickle jar. Yeah. Because you stuff a jar, you can see all the money. Right. I'm sorry. But if you take the proverbial jar and you use that app I bought it, maybe you're only going to get five yeah. cents savings, yeah. but you're going to drop that nickel into your little jar and mm. then you're going to get it over here on, on Ebates or some from Shopkicks. Or when I go to the grocery store and there are two options for the same product, I look at the price per unit. And yeah. even if even if I'm spending a dollar more for that product, if it's 3.9 cents a, a a unit for the object that's five dollars mm-hmm. and it's eight point nine cents for the object that's four dollars i'm gonna go ahead and spend that extra dollar because in the long run that saves me money yeah because that means i the kids get one more bowl of cereal before i have to refill or whatever mm-hmm. the case it may be so <clears throat> now i just dropped five more cents into that bucket mm-hmm. and that just over time builds up like i am I am probably one of the most impulsive penny pinchers you've ever met when I am in the shop packing orders for my, for my business, I will take the time to select every shipping option. And if it saves me a penny, I will ship it even if it's more inconvenient. And that means I'm going to have to make a trip to go to UPS Mm -hmm. to save that money. I'm going to save that money. And you will see sometimes um, if you shop with me and you receive packages, sometimes you'll see a priority box inside of a bag. I know that I've paid 16 cents for that bag. So if the shipping is going to save me 40 cents, it's worth spending the 16 cents on the bag to save that money. Like my mind is constantly, how do I save a penny? I am also the person that sees the penny on the ground, picks it up. Mm -hmm. It's a penny. It all adds up. It's cumulative. I have seen so many people. It's just a penny. Mm -hmm. Just a penny. Yeah. How do you think? A hundred pennies is a dollar. Two hundred pennies. Like they all add up. Definitely. So it's all these tiny little tweaks that are really insignificant in your overall life Mm -hmm. that can make a huge impact on you financially. And so that allows me to, when those stupid Facebook ads pop up and there's a real cute pair of shoes I want, okay, I'll get them. Mm. And then I will, sometimes I'll stop, I'll put it in a cart, I'll stop, I'll think, and oh, I got, I've got i got a pair that's pretty close to that, so I'll pass on these. Right. And then later in the week, I'll see one that I like even better, and then I'll get that one. But I, I still, I still go to target and spend far too much money on my shopping cart. I still fall prey to all of these things that is just an American struggle. I'm no better, no different. Um, but I am able to manage it to where I can save money and still do that within reason. So there I'm, I'm saying that to say that there's a balance. You don't have to feel like you have to go to the extreme of Armand and never Mm. spend any money. Like, because what I did, he can go months and never spend any money outside of bills. Yeah, what she said, uh, 
we got married, I think I was 34 or something. So what she was saying before about where she came from, I was single this whole time from the time I joined the military until we got married and never uh, to, lived with a woman. Yeah. But I did. I never had any of those external ex, uh, expenses, right? Kids, wife, none of that kind of stuff. So it allowed me, it freed up time and space in my life to put money away and make some early mistakes. So then when I'm 30 or even 25, I guess, right, I was able to really see how to do things and kind of continuously refine me. And then when I met Desiree, some of that spilled over and then she kind of saw it and then we both, you know, kind of grew into what we are now. But um, no matter what your situation is, and it may be cliche to say, no matter what your situation is, if you don't like it, you have the power to change it. You just have to find the minute changes. Those minute changes. An hour is 60 minutes, man. Those minute minutes, right? Bing, bing, bing. 60 minutes. 60 minutes is the hour. 24 hours in a day. Eight hours at work. Eight hours sleep. It all adds up. So if you're in a situation where you look at it and you say, man, I don't have any money. You know, I don't. I don't have any extra money or whatever. You're, there's money there. You just have to identify it and make the move on it. And I'm not I'm not putting anyone down, but what often happens, again, in this 2021 world, we'll say, well, I can't afford it. I guarantee you have a flat screen TV in your house. I guarantee you have designer jeans. I guarantee you have uh, a cell phone. phone. I guarantee. Not you, just a cell phone, but an iPhone or the yeah. latest, one of the newer ones that's at least a grand. I guarantee you have a computer of some sort. Like I guarantee you have yeah, all more these than one things. Pair of shoes. Right. So the, the difference is I think the, the foresight, the vision of justifying the TV designer clothes, justifying that and not justifying putting away a hundred bucks or $12 per whatever you can put away. So your kid has this amazing Christmas that you never had, or uh, kind of like Desiree, you put some money away. So now you can make this big move to escape a horrible relationship. But fiscally you need, you need to have something cause you have to move out. You may want to pay your cousin rent or you, it's all these small changes that you have to find. And uh, me and Desiree talk about this stuff. Um, it's the word want. And I say, she'll say you don't want it bad enough. And I'll say you only want it. So like, I want to lose weight. She'll say, well, you don't want it bad enough, which makes sense. But I say, because I haven't lost weight, I only want it. I haven't done anything to change it or done anything to put things in motion. It's the same way with money. If you look at, if you really look at it right now today and go, I don't know where I could find $3 a, a paycheck. It's there. You just have to really look at what you have and what you're spending on. And it may take you, because we did it before. We got rid of, we had cable and I think Netflix or something. We ended up getting rid of cable and getting rid of the satellite, right? Yeah, direct we TV. got rid of direct TV. And so now and we it just saved have, us whatever. Yeah. We have Netflix and Hulu. But I would also say, um, so you can get rid of cable. Mm-hmm. And then Armand's not a big fan of this, but my family is very close. So we all just share each other's login. So we're all, everybody's just paying for one, but the family has you know, all of them. I'm going to tell you, you know why? Because mm-hmm. I'm the only meatball in the rice, right? So <laughs> if mean? they're watching Squid Game and, you know, Precious Lily, and I think there was a, there was a documentary called 13 or 13th about like black incarceration in America. And there's all these 
like focused black documentaries popping up on I don't know how I'll respect no, your mother. I'll respect it- your mother. She's <laughs> 60 plus years old. And she plays it for the kids at the daycare, and that pops up. That's why I was like, that. No, that's I'll just why have you have my own profiles. Net. We all have our own. I tried profiles. to make a profile. It wouldn't let me do because okay. remember, I, sh- I shut my Netflix off. But that's why I was like, well, I'll just have my own Netflix because I think I got it when I was out of the country. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to. I'll just get it. It's ten dollars a month. By the way, by the way, ten dollars a month for Netflix. I think I had the lowest one. You could stream it on two devices or something. It adds up because once I got back here, I was thinking. One, I stopped watching because the office got taken off. But two, after the office was taken off, I kept paying it. And I was like, that's just, I don't watch it enough. And she has an account that I can watch it. So I, I shut the Netflix off. My mom has an account. Well, whichever, but we had two accounts in the house that we were paying. But seriously, fine. If not, not every family is like mine. I realize that my yeah, family is super close and we, we share a lot. So mm-hmm. like I pay for Amazon Prime. Yep. And my mom and Cutter use it, and my dad. Um, mom has Netflix. I have a Hulu, Hulu account. Right, yeah. yeah, I have Hulu, but we don't. We don't pay for every single one. And then my mom and dad, they have Direct TV, so I have their Direct TV login, so I can get into all of the other apps for free. Like yeah. it's a it's a give and take. And so within our family. We try to share as much as we possibly can that will help benefit each other. So this mm-hmm. is very common in a Hispanic culture what? where the large there's the large family lives all together and it could be aunts, uncles, cousins, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they Theos, come home Theos. they come home and mm-hmm. everybody's paycheck, a portion of it goes to one person to get that person ahead. Yeah, and then they yeah. they work together as a family unit so they all move forward. Right. And so our family kind of operates that way too. If you have someone you can do that with, I would challenge you to do that. And if you can share your Hulu with someone you're super close with and they share your Netflix, you're both keeping another $12, $15 in your pocket a yeah. month. So that is take that money even and if put you it wanna, right into your savings account. Even if you want to both, I don't know how the math will work, but even if you both want to pay in on it, you know, same thing. Because now one person isn't having that weight of spending 10 bucks a month. Five and five. I would six. keep them separate. I would. No, but I'm saying if you, if, yeah, I would. Yeah. But you can share. There's things that you yeah. can share to benefit. Because um, what's a, a, a profile's free? The account yeah. calls a profile, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. got tons of them. So um, I don't know how okay he's going to be with this, but. Yeah, she'll if still you, say it. Yep. If you're listening to this and you think that there's absolutely no way that you could do this and mm. you want to message us on one of our platforms Mm -hmm. and be open about your finances and have us help you dial that in. You can do that, but you do need to know that if, uh, if you're spending something that is not necessary, like truly necessary to the basic needs of life, that Mm -hmm. that would be called out as an option that you can eliminate. And you have to be, it's, you have to be honest. Too. You do have to be honest. I sat down with somebody one time and did this. They said they're always broke. And I said, I don't understand how you're always broke because yeah. of the things that you have said. I know that you make a minimum of this amount of money mm-hmm. based on my knowledge of stuff. So <laughs> my knowledge of stuff. <laughs> so I said, sit down. Let's talk about the bills. And in those bills, they were um, they were leasing iPads for their kids, leasing mm. them. And paying for Wi-Fi or the internet uh, data plans for them. Mm-hmm. I said, well, why not just get rid of that and buy an iPad? 
and that's one less bill or mm-hmm. not pay the debt on the Like there were so many things that they could shave off, yep. but they justified why they had to have all of those things. So if you're not willing to make a sacrifice, it's not going to work. You have to truly figure out what you can shave off. Our kids have iPads, but they don't have internet. They use our hotspot. And when they use our hotspots and it's low data mode, well, that's on them. You used it so much. Now it's going to lag. It's going to be slow. Deal with it. Cause I'm not spending another $30 a month. So you can play your iPad in the car. But again, like the rock run thing, it all becomes, uh, not reactive, but if we're going on a road trip or especially flights, we'll bring the kids down. Go to Netflix, of which we all have an account, right? And just download some movies. So that way, on the trip to the airport, on the trip from the airport to wherever's house, you're not depending on the internet. It's all of that kind of maybe experiencing it. And so the next time you set it up for a better scenario, a better situation. Uh, yeah, I said that. Yeah, you have to be honest. You have to be honest with yourself when it comes to finances. Because you, I realize this, and this is probably closer to the end of my military time, I realized this, that I, most likely I will, but I don't want to necessarily have to work past 50. But in this country, it's kind of, what do you call that? Told to us, but instilled in Americans that we have to work until 65. We have to work until 68. Again, in 2021, really in the 90s, I would say, with the, what do you call it? Dot com boom. You have so much more power over how much, how long you have to work and maybe where you have to work, you know, and we're in a time now where you can supplement your income with your nine to five job. You work your nine to five, you come home, you have a boutique, you press up shirts, you provide some kind of, what is that called? Uh, Service? Yeah. Some digital, oh, what is it called? Like digital administrative Oh, yeah, virtual assistant stuff. We're in the time now where you can you have so much more control over how long you have to work, what you have to do to earn an income. But all of that comes in goes into planning and having a really just having a plan. My point with the goal of not working after 50 is I have to do things now. I have to do things today. Better if I could have done it 22 years ago, but I have to do things today to uh, manifest that at 50 years old. So if it is buying a property or it's not, it might not be buying a property because with buying a property, you may need a hundred grand or a lot more money now, but you may, cause I think people are doing it now. They'll rent out their vehicle for people to drive around. Very similar to an Airbnb. I wouldn't do that. That's not, <laughs> but I'm saying but it's a thing. There's other options. But well, yeah, a guy was telling me about that at work and he was saying, cause he has a, car payment and he wanted to buy a tesla and i was like what you should do if you were going to do it you go get a bucket that's paid off with six grand and then the rental or whatever the new car you buy you have to rent it out to make enough to cover the payment and all that but he would have two car payments my point with that is my point with all of it is you have you just have to do something now you know what i mean if you really want that thing to happen and the way I look at life is a lot of it is financial. People say, well, money doesn't bring you happiness. But if you get a gang of money by your choice or your luck, or your choice by investing, your luck by the lottery, um, it frees up space and time for you to not think about needing, if you have enough money to pay the water bill, the mortgage, your college, your, what is it called? The kid's college. All that stuff is gone. So that not you not worrying about that in a way allows you to, think about and, and, and 
participate in joyous things. Money doesn't bring you happiness and joy, but it does assist with some of the things that I think all of us have stressed over. Yeah, it'll leave oh, stress. Oh, if, if I lose my job, it can help. But again, three bucks a month. Three bucks a month. They don't sound like Yo, much. Even, so even if you've listened to this entire podcast and you still, after everything we've said, think you can't, come up, with, you can't come up with $3 a month, be a DoorDasher, do one delivery. That's your savings. Yeah. Add that. There in 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 our society today, there are so many supplemental incomes that we can do and make money super fast right now today. Mm-hmm. So maybe you and your partner each decide we have to do three door dashes this week and you do three back to back. You one day you go do your three and one day they go do their three. And then you put that money into savings so that you can start working towards that goal. There are so many ways. And DoorDash is just the first one off the top of my head that is super easy. What are there's you doing? Postmates, there's DoorDash. There's DoorDash. Yeah, What's there's the Instacart. Instacart yeah. There are so many. So America has turned into paying somebody to do everything for us. That means mm-hmm. there are endless opportunities, opportunities yeah. for us to earn money. So if you are stuck like Chuck and you mm-hmm. don't think that you can come up, you've been honest with your finances, you've written it all down, pull out a bank statement, pull out a credit card statement, look at every single thing, write it down, what you're spending your money on. If you are stretched super thin and already living off of the bare necessities, do a DoorDash. Do something mm-hmm. so that you can save it, but set a goal. I have a sibling who, to buy their computer, he he was a janitor for a summer. So whatever, 6 p.m., he'd go out to his building, empty the trash, ba 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 ba, and he was scrap metal. He bought his computer. So his computer was essentially a minus of time, right, working. It was free aside from his salary. Yeah, it was free and clear from his regular yeah. income. So that's what we mean is there's a way around it. If you, you Again, you need to have a goal to look at it and see how to really uh, meet that goal. And if it's one door dash or one this, one that, all right, so be it, man. We're in the day where all the curtains are pulled back, all of them, stocks, all the things that were secret, stocks, starting your own business, true hustling that's not drug dealing, right? All of that stuff is the curtains back now. So if you don't have an idea, if you don't know what you can do, there's something that you can. You just have to, again, just put your name on it. Like uh, I, I, when I heard about Uber, if you're from Cincinnati, Ohio, Uber in 1994, 95 was called a bootleg cab. You would leave Skipper's. Or you would leave uh, prime time. You would leave these clubs. What was the other club called? I don't know. Oasis, right? You would leave these clubs, and so you would just get somebody five bucks to run you home. It was called a bootleg cab. And then when Uber came out, packaged it, copywritten it, got the LLC, I'm hearing about Uber going, oh, yeah, that was invented decades ago. So with all this stuff going on, there's a way to make, quote, unquote, extra money. But if that money is going to, extra money is going to facilitate your goal, your goal may be to pay your car off early. Your goal may be to uh, be able to afford a down payment for a home. That goal may be to you to actually have, you know, five. I think what's like the national average of people having a savings is 400 bucks or something. Like for you to have $1,000 in your savings account to, again, free up that, uh, what do you call that? 
not fear of losing your job, but just any kind of catastrophic thing happen in your life. You're like, well, I got a little bit of savings. You just have Let to me make- tell you from the perspective of being that being if it weren't for the military you were against the wall dude kid if it it weren't for the military i would have been on welfare that's where i was yeah and i made just too much money for wick but i needed wick yeah and so being from being there to where i am now i don't even know what i was gonna say i was talking about having a thousand bucks in your bank account and uh how the national average is four hundred dollars in savings it alleviates so much stress that you may not even be aware that you have. Mm-hmm. Like I knew I stressed about money, but I used, I had a checkbook. I sat down every single day <laughs> and I wrote in that yeah. ledger. Now I did. I that. never put anything on auto pay because if it came out at the wrong time, it mm-hmm. would overdraft my account. I had to, I had to touch every single penny that came yeah. and went. The, the freedom to have auto pay and forget about my bills. Can yeah. I just tell you that that was, for me, that was a very big moment. You still have to monitor it because I've done that auto pay stuff. Well, yeah, sometimes then, I'm paying. What are you doing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like like the time it stopped paying. Oh, my God, it would stop paying. We were eight months behind on our... Um, Electric or something, wasn't it? Water? No, the internet, but because of COVID, there was no fine oh, or anything yeah. like that. And I was like, bro, they didn't send me a bill or nothing. So yeah. you do still have to monitor it to make sure it's still happening. But but there are just... There's little things that when it happens, you're like, whoa, mm-hmm. that... But that was probably the biggest milestone for me when I could set up auto pay and not worry about overdrafting my account. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really felt like I had got somewhere because. Well, mine was. I took cash advances off credit cards. Yeah. To pay credit cards. I uh would would really when I saw when I thought I was full adult mode, I was able to pay my car insurance every six months. Oh yeah. Because I remember, dude, when I E three, Suzu Rodeo, my insurance was uh, seventy two bucks or something. It was expensive. I had USAA and I still have them, right? But. I remember paying everything in one month and having like $42 left, like nothing. And then I was paying it every month. And then what happened is we can, we can go to a Q and a, what basically happened was I got promoted enough. I had enough money. My, my insurance was 72 bucks a month or something like that. So I had enough money. I kind of bit the bullet and start putting a hundred bucks in the USA. I had a bank account with USA, a hundred bucks. Right. And I did that for I don't know how many months. And then that, what's 100 bucks and 72? 24, 28. That $28 over the months and months and months and months ended up being three, four, five hundred bucks. And then I said, well, I can just do it every six months. And that's when I went, that's the goal. That's what, that's what you put money away for. So you can now make these big chunk, big chunks of payments or whatever it is. But that's when I really saw, like, oh, I'm a, I'm a big boy now, <laughs> because, but I mean, because the the luxury of needing to pay something every six months, you still have to generate that money. But you get ahead. You you're able every to month, get ahead not, of everything. Yeah. If something happens in in theory, right? If something happens this month where I can't put that hundred bucks in there, I'm okay because maybe I can figure something out in the next forty seven days, right? When that next payment is due, where I can make up that money that I missed. But when it's every month, you can't have anything go wrong. You're spending all the plates. You can't have, you can't, you can't not go to work because you get injured. 
You know, you can, you have to really. Oh yeah, you're stuck. You have to keep you're so stuck. many things in line. You're but stuck to you, the point. It's no different than signing a contract for the military. There, you have no options. But at you least the military, you, in theory, you're doing it to better yourself. No, but I'm when saying you're, you, you're, yeah, like the hosed. military, you can't take a day off. You, you can't decide out. you're not going to go to work. Like you, you got to figure out: Am I going to the funeral or do I stay at work? Because I got to pay this. You like become, you're, if you, I'm telling you, dude. If anybody's listening to this, all you have to do. You're yelling again, bro. I'm sorry. I can't He's hear myself, He's passionate dude. about some money, yo. All you have to do. Oh, it is. My earphones aren't close enough. I'm sorry. I'll adjust the volume. <laughs> yeah, thanks. But all you have to do is just break it down in its simplest form. If you break things down, it's kind of how you do kids, right? If you break it down in the simplest form, the goal is X. How do you get there? It's no different than you want to be a school teacher. You want to be this. Don't put time limits on your goals because that puts an unnecessary mm-hmm. pressure on you. If mm-hmm. you want to save $5,000 this year, mm-hmm. then if you miss it for whatever reason mm-hmm. or starting out with $10, $15 a paycheck, it's not going to get you to that goal. You're going to feel defeated before you even start. Yeah. So I think still, still write it down. Yeah, have you that should plan. have some long-term goals, but, understand but don't you- set that as, no matter what, by the end of this year, I need to have yeah. five grand. Because then that can mess up your timeline because things work come towards, up. Cause w- work towards, I want to be able to put five grand away per year within yeah. four years or something like that. Yeah, because the thing is, whenever you do a lifestyle change, lifestyle change, whenever you do a change like that, it is a change. You may have forgotten about something that happens every uh, July or whatever. So uh, just remember... Take your time, figure the goal out, and you'll get there. But with yeah. money, I don't know. You'll get there. Feel free to reach out. Armand has a lot of time on his hands. Yeah, I do. <laughs> He's the money guy. Like, let I'm me, not the let, here, let me. Look, no, 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 I'm no, not no, the no, money. No, no, no. I'm not the I, no, money no, no, no. guy. I happened to Bro. put seven dollars away and went. Oh, I, seven times three is twenty-one. <laughs> I, just I need it. to put a caveat out there. Yeah. Okay. I love you dearly. Yes, ma'am. Armand is a very logical, rational person, and he is no bullshit. He will just tell you exactly how it is without being aware that it could hurt your feelings. So know that if you speak to him, his intentions are not, he's not judging you. He's Mm. not a judgmental person at all. I don't care. Yeah, he's he's, um, discreet. He's not going to put your business out there, but... His bluntness may hurt your feelings when he says, bullshit, you don't need that fucking iPad. Bullshit, I'm you, you don't. And he'll say that bullshit. He may not say it as bluntly no, as that. Sometimes he does. Sometimes he doesn't. My bro- but he'll call you out and tell you, you don't really need that. My brother was talking about people he was working. He was at work with and they were talking about a 401k or 43B or putting money away for something. And it was the same thing. The people he was talking to, talking to, were saying that they can't afford it, they can't do this, they can't do that, and but they'll those are the same people that are talking about going out to the club, doing all these things, and again, it's cumulative, man. It's like time, you know. So, yeah, I don't know how to end this, but I think we got to wrap it up. Yeah, that's um, it, man. Reach out, reach out if you want to chat. Yeah, we will. Catch you on the flip. No, I already did catch you on the flippity flip. Flippity flip flip. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. (laughs) It's another long one. Bye.